Wisconsin's afternoon news is on the air. Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. Here's John McCure. All right, Sandy, Greg, and Debbie are here also. We continue to monitor a situation in Milwaukee. Juneteenth celebrations have wrapped up, and there are reports that there was a shooting. Reports that... uh, we're trying to confirm lots of information still out there that we have not yet been able to nail down, but our newsroom is working. We do know this. There's a large police presence at uh, one of the parks where this took place in Milwaukee. Police on horseback, police on bikes, lots and lots and lots of police, lots of police tape, and crowds have been dispersed. So we'll keep you updated. The WTMJ mobile app or WTMJ.com is also a great way to stay in touch with things. And... WTMJ Cares, being led by Sandy Max, is going on right now, and this is a really good one. I'm excited. We are preparing for next Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday to be at the Milwaukee County Zoo with American Red Cross yes. and Gruber Law Offices. It is a three-day blood drive, because you probably heard there is a shortage in blood supply happening right now this summer, mostly because people get too busy, or maybe people who haven't donated in a while haven't donated in a while. Mm-hmm. This is your chance to come join us and... It's easy to schedule your appointment. Go to WTMJ.com or you can text the word blood, B-L-O-O-D, text blood to 855-616-1620. That's our old National Bank talk and text line. If you text blood to 855-616-1620, we'll bounce a link right back to you and you'll be just a few little thumb taps away from scheduling an appointment at your convenience at the zoo. And you know what's fun about the zoo? Everything. Exactly. Animals are waiting for you to stroll by and enjoy them. If you donate blood next Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday at the Milwaukee County Zoo, you will get free same-day admission. Awesome. Free parking. Super awesome. Bonus. While supplies last, free tickets to Summerfest. That's cool. Yeah. So we want to show you our thanks in those ways for donating blood. And it's called WTMJ Cares because we care about the community. And if you donate one pint of blood, you've probably heard this before, you can touch three people's lives with just one pint. And sometimes those people are having cancer treatments. Yep. Sometimes those people have been in an accident that no one expects. So that blood can be used a lot of different ways. But if you're thinking, yeah, that's nice that I can save three lives, what does it do for me? Uh-huh. <laughs> for the selfish people, it's okay. As RuPaul <laughs> says, how can you love anybody else if you don't love yourself? <laughs> Donate blood, and you're doing something good for yourself. John, what are some of those ways? First of all, it creates the helper's high. You feel good. I like that. When you're doing yep. something nice for other people. Making a difference. It really does. But even better, you can lower your risk of cancer. Regular blood donation may lower the risk of cancer because it releases oxidized iron in your bloodstream. Oxidized iron produces harmful free radicals that can build up in the bloodstream bloodstream, and cause cancers, particularly liver, lung, colon, and esophagus cancer. There's I never a, knew that. See? Ounces wow. of prevention uh, lowers the risk of heart disease. Because, uh-huh. again, that excessive oxidized iron in your body can be harmful to cardiovascular health. And regular blood donors are 88% less likely than non-donors to have a heart attack. Wow, oh, 88%? That is significant. That's yes. amazing. yes. And wow. that, yes, there's strong evidence that blood donation lowers iron stored in the blood and liver, which reduces blood viscosity. That means it's less stress on the arteries and blood vessels and slows blood clotting that can cause heart mm. attack and stroke. Interesting. So there we've already helped you with preventing cancer, preventing <laughs> heart disease, uh, may even slow down the aging process because when you're donating blood, you're regenerating, it's recycling and regenerating. Yes. 
burns calories. Oh, all right. It has been shown that blood donors can burn up to 650 calories during the donation process because your body's using that extra energy Whoa. to replace the amount of donated blood, which it's like is a just free extra fine. workout. See these, and and you do it while you're laying down and you're relaxed. <laughs> It boosts. I'm going to donate every week. I wish you would. You can donate every 12 <laughs> yeah. weeks. So that's why you become a regular donor if you donate once or twice a year. You are doing regular. You're you're doing good for your body. It also boosts liver health. And you know we all like to put our livers through it sure. on the weekends in particular. Yeah. Well, regularly donating blood improves liver health by removing excess iron from the body because your liver's job is to remove those toxins. But it can't do it effectively if it has a buildup of oxidized iron. And your blood donation on a regular basis removes excess iron from the body before it has a chance to deposit in your liver. So you are increasing your body's functionality by donating blood. You are improving your own health. All right, so how do people get information? Let's get them signed up. You go to WTMJ.com. You see a whole web page there. Uh-huh. Makes it easy to schedule your donation or text BLOOD. B-L-O-O-D, to the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line, 855-616-1620. And you know what else you find out? What blood type you are, because, John, it's been so long since you've donated, you've forgotten. We can fix that. We'll welcome you back next Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. Greg? Let's do it. Do you know your blood type? I used to. Oh? I think it's been, I'm an O something. Ooh, you're a desirable. I am an O. O can be used for everyone. Oh, oh, how I wish you would join us Yes, next Monday, Tuesday, no, I, or Wednesday. I, I feel, feel like I'm in the same boat as John here. I, I've donated, I think, maybe it, it's been a while, six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I knew I was an O of some sort, and I don't know now. And that's embarrassing. No, so I need to find out. Don't. Uh, there's no shame in that game. <laughs> I felt that way, too. And we just heard Mark Thomas, the CEO of the American Red Cross, tell us that, that people get busy, and that's one of the biggest reasons. Yeah. So let us make it easy and convenient. John, Greg, I'll sidebar with you. Hopefully you'll join me next week. But hopefully you, yes, you will join us. Text BLOOD to 855-616-1620 and schedule your appointments to join us with American Red Cross and Gruber Law Offices at the zoo next week. All right. 516 at WTMJ. From the WTMJ Breaking News Centers, Milwaukee Juneteenth Parade celebrations are winding down. There is a large police presence in the area of MLK and Chambers, TMJ4's Miriam McCarr is there, and she is with us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yeah, so reportedly this happened right around 420 as the tents and the vendors were beginning to tear down and wind down. Officers reported to the scene with a report of shots fired. We can confirm that at least one person has been shot in this instance. It's still very active right now. We've got officers and paramedics still on scene and a number of Armed police trying to push the crowd back as everyone is still trying to wind down and uh, leave what was otherwise a really successful Juneteenth Day Parade here in Milwaukee. So we're still working to learn more, learn exactly how many people may have been injured in this. So we'll be uh, following the latest and we'll keep you all updated as we learn more details. It is so unfortunate in what had been a great day down there. Um, I read on your website that... TMJ4 news crews heard what they believed to be gunshots. Did you hear anything? It wasn't me. It was uh, some of our photojournalists and a reporter that was about to go live in 10 minutes, and they, they did hear gunshots and, and were there right by where it reportedly happened. So you said it best. It was otherwise a great day, a really positive atmosphere here, and it's unfortunate that right as things were winding down, this all sort of came out on scene. 
So what can you see where you are now? Is there still a large police presence? Is there police tape? Kind of paint the picture for us. Oh, yeah. So right now there is an entire line of police officers with helmets and battle gear, it looks like, just standing and making sure that crowds don't get past the police line. There's also a number of people that are still on the corner trying to figure out what exactly is going on. But we are right now at Burley and Martin Luther King Jr. Drive, and that's where it seems a lot of the police presence is right now. There's also DPW crews that are just trying to clean the streets and do their job, and that's also being set back a little bit by the active scene here. But, yeah, we, we've got a, well over a dozen officers that are here, some even on horseback just arrived. So, Miriam, I can see in some of the video coming in, and you're right there on the scene, uh, kind of where the police are standing in that long line. Is there any interaction with people? It doesn't look like it from where I am right now. Most of the people are, are, are being moved away and, and redirected. Uh, at the other end of the scene where we were, there was a lot of police tape and people trying to walk through, cars trying to walk through, but then they all, of course, had to be diverted. So it looks like they're just here to kind of keep up that barrier for now. Are there ambulances there or were there? There were on the other end of the scene near Locust Street. There were about two paramedics when we left just a short while ago. There were about five fire rigs that we saw on the scene when we got there, but they all eventually sort of filtered out. So we're hoping things are winding down. Miriam, do you know anything about the condition of the person that was shot? We don't have anything confirmed yet, but it seems that there are no fatalities in this case, which is, of course, always good to hear. All right. Miriam Makar, thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. This is infuriating. So... We have this celebration. It's the oldest in the nation. It's fantastic. And a lot of really good things happened today. We had a parade that was beautiful all day long. I've been watching the video and the pictures and reading the reports, talking to our friends at 1017 The Truth, who talked about inclusivity and bringing people together and celebrating and acknowledging painful pasts and celebrating a look ahead to the future. And then it's winding down. The parade's wrapped up. The vendors are literally packing up the trucks and taking down the tents, and there's a shooting that takes place. The governor was here at this thing earlier today. The governor was here. What do you think the chances are the governor's people feel safe enough to bring him back to Milwaukee next year for the Juneteenth Day celebration? I don't know. We're thinking about Juneteenth. You know, where should we take the governor? You know, a couple things we're thinking about. Politically, what's best for him? Where do we need help? And, of course, where would he be most safe? Let's go back. Well, no, we're not going back to Milwaukee. Remember last year, there was a shooting at the Juneteenth Day thing. I mean, not only is this infuriating and the common sense parts of this make you angry, like someone got hurt, someone could have been killed, but it's also embarrassing. You know what's going to happen now? On CNN and the other newscasts, we're going to have to look at when they talk about the Juneteenth Day celebrations. And, you know, Milwaukee, the oldest one in America, someone got shot. Yeah, that's our city. That's where we are. No day is a good day for one person to shoot another. On Juneteenth, it's going to make national news. Congratulations, everybody. It's just embarrassing and awful. What are we doing? So what, next year are we not going to have a parade? Well, the governor's not going to be at the parade. I can damn well tell you that. And who else is going to be at the parade? Do we need David Crowley and the mayor to wear a bulletproof vest to go to a Juneteenth Day celebration? I mean, right now, there's more live pictures coming in. 
There is police tape up around this entire area near MLK and Chambers at the heart of the Juneteenth Day celebration. So instead of going home and everybody reminiscing about how powerful today was and what it meant and, you know, maybe we're headed the right direction, now they're going home and they're talking about police responding to a shooting at our MLK Juneteenth and you just look how the coverage has flipped, right? And you just yeah. turn, we've got four monitors here in our studio, and one is national with CNN, and we've got local monitors on. And closer to 5 o'clock, as we turn and look at those monitors, it was everything that Tory Lowe talked about. Everything, yep. right? The positive. celebrations and the parades and, you know, just to get together and the positive outlook from the community. And it was whites and it was African Americans, and it was this great sort of melting pot of people and now I turn over, and it's police tape, and it's it's a barricade. It's police on horses, and, and riot gear, and, 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 and an empty street it is just, that was it, filled with laughter, joy, uh, scholarships being awarded for Mister and Miss Juneteenth, right. like this real elevation and celebration of what the possibility of be, of the emancipation can mean. And like you said, it's a stark contrast from people waving in vehicles and enjoying food together to now an empty street with a line of Police so think about this. At 1 o'clock, I turned on the TV coverage, and I wanted to get a flavor for what was going on. And there were kids petting these beautiful police horses. They were nuzzling up to them, and they were petting them. And now the police horses are on the other side of police tape, making sure that people don't interfere with an active crime scene. Yeah, that's what we're doing now. That's what we're doing at 5.30. A lot different than what we were doing at 1.30. And the rest of the day, by the way, at 6 o'clock, at 10 o'clock. Yeah. Right? It, it just mutes this is what they're talking all about of now. the great things that happened today. On a yeah. beautiful day, beautiful summer day, kids yeah. are out of school, they're lining the streets, they're having fun. It's just, it's such a celebratory day, and it always seems to go backwards in Milwaukee. And this gun activity always. reinforces the worst stereotypes and the worst perceptions of the city. Well, they're true. They're not just perceptions. People are getting shot at a Juneteenth Day celebration. That's reality. We need to own that. That's what it is. That happened in our city today. That's not a misperception. That happened in our city today. And it's embarrassing. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. It is Juneteenth Day. A lot of people are off today, and there were a lot of celebrations that took place in Milwaukee. There was a big parade. There were parties. Community came together. And then at 420 this afternoon, there were reports that shots were fired near the area, the main area of the celebration at MLK and Chambers. And so police responded. Many of them were already there, and they responded. And now Fox 6 is reporting that multiple people were shot. And we're going to get you the latest on that coming up in just a minute. Let's get to Kristen Kershane, who is with us from TMJ4 News. What a beautiful Hello. Father's Day weekend. Oh, it was so nice. And the nice weather continued today. And looks like it's going to continue for the rest of the week here. Yeah, wow. I, it, so it was so beautiful. What was it, about 80 degrees the last couple of days? My question is, how close is that to average? Very close. Yeah, we were really close to average. It was a little bit cooler on Sunday than it was on Saturday, actually. Average high for this point in June would be uh, in the upper 70s. So very, very close, and we'll stay close as we uh, move through this week. Although, if you're 
away from Lake Michigan and you go inland this week, it's going to turn hot. Temperatures, mm. even today, we're in the mid-80s inland. But I think by the end of the week, inland uh, communities are looking at highs around 90. Wow. And so that's going to feel pretty warm. It will uh, be cooler and more comfortable close to the lake. We'll have an easterly wind flow all week long. And so that means those winds are going to come uh, over Lake Michigan and help to keep things just a little cooler uh, close to the lake. As Summerfest gets going later this week, I think it's going to be really nice. It's going to feel really good. Kristen, it sounds like we're going to need to use the the sprinkler and the water cans, though. Mm -hmm. Yes, that is the only downside to this very, very nice stretch of weather that we've got is we desperately need some rain and we're not going to get it uh, as we move through this week. There is just the smallest chance that maybe by Thursday or Friday there's an isolated pop-up shower, but that's not going to help most of us. The better chance for rain does look like it comes towards the end of the seven-day period, which would be like Sunday into Monday, maybe into Tuesday. It does look like we could see some showers along with some thunderstorms. But I was doing some digging into the numbers over the weekend, and what's happened is that we ended up below average for rainfall in the month of April. We ended up well below average for rainfall during the month of May. And for June, up until uh, today, we're about an inch and a half behind for the month of June. So that cumulative deficit, uh, as far as the rainfall, is now approaching about six inches. So that's how much rain we would need to see at this point to break out of this drought. And so that's why we're in the moderate drought and we're really seeing and feeling the effects of that drought. All right. So please lead us through tonight and the next several days. Okay, tonight we do have an air quality alert in effect until 11 p.m. So if you fall into that sensitive groups range, anybody uh, with lung issues, elderly and young children, you're going to want to limit the amount of time that you spend outdoors. Otherwise, clear skies tonight uh, with lows around 60 degrees. Plenty of sunshine on Tuesday. Highs in the upper 70s. Lakeside, mid 80s inland. Mostly sunny Wednesday. Very similar. I'm going to sound like a broken record here. Uh, Upper 70s on Wednesday near the lake mid to upper 80s inland mostly sunny on thursday upper 70s lakeside upper 80s inland friday partly cloudy upper 70s by the lake near 90 inland and as we kick off the weekend partly cloudy highs in the low 80s by the lake around 90 inland all right meteorologist Kristen kershane thank you so much thanks